Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comic. I am the producer that you were promised, y'all. We are here for our House of the Dragons recap. Uh, <laughs> well, some of us happened, and maybe some of us less happened. Uh, as we're going to recap the last two weeks' episodes, uh, episode seven and eight. Uh, those will be uh, part one or two as we'll go over episode seven and then continue on into episode eight on the line tonight. I got Grandmaster Beavis, man. What's going on? Dude? Don't know why I'm here. Yeah, come on. <laughs> There's a question coming up here, but before we get to that, it's Lady Dragonstone. Say what's happening. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so uh, she's got some book knowledge to drop for us tonight. Show me something right out of the book that was on the screen for episode eight. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Okay, so Grand Mason Beavis, do you feel the show has gotten better, though, over the now eight weeks of 10? Do you feel that it's gotten better? So uh, I actually enjoyed episode eight, which is probably the first time I've said that. But it, so I, I can't say it's gotten better because I think a lot of things that I hate about it, just the fact that it's derivative of the show, the original series in a lot of ways. And I think there's still some of that in, in episode eight. Um, the fact that they've, you know, they made this promise they couldn't live up to in terms of the depiction of violence in the show and things like that. And just the general like, the, just the thinness of the writing and the general unlikability of all the characters. So, <laughs> so that would be no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lady Dragonstone, you have been the more positive person on this whole podcast stating that you like it from the <laughs> beginning. Do you think it's gotten better as it's gone on? Yes and no, because those first couple of episodes, because I really, really did like the younger actresses that they had playing Allison and Rhaenyra. I thought they were brilliant. I thought the young actress playing Rhaenyra was really, really, really good. And then changing the actors kind of was like, ugh. That's always a weird thing for me when they do that, because I don't know if I'm going to like how you're portraying the character. But I think that they're doing a really good job with that, too. And I think just getting into the storyline, like, those first five episodes were the setup. And then you're moving more toward the climax. And I sent you guys that thing that they're trying to get like four seasons of 10 episodes to properly tell their story, which I think is excessive. But you're just kind of getting, it's boring, but at the same time, at least from my perspective, it's interesting because I know what's going to happen. For people that don't know, it's kind of just like, when are we going to get the really big dragon fights? I think it's kind of more people's question. I think the irony too is um with the time jumps that they're trying to convey like the very first season trying to lay the groundwork but at the same time they're covering so much ground right. because of the because of the time they're covering i think that sort of works yeah. against what they're trying to do i feel like they could have done it in like more of a mini series format like for, they could have released the first five episodes all at once you get that kind of plot and that story and then you move out the two young actresses playing rhaenyra and mm-hmm. allison and then release the just next half of the show yeah. mm-hmm. with that. And then do a weekly episode thing where you have consistent storyline, consistent actors, and then just not keep changing it out because that's like... But I feel like if they did that, those first five episodes, they're interesting in some points, but boring in it, That's a good point. Like if you... So HBO Max adheres to the weekly release, but if mm-hmm. you had... If you had the freedom of a different... different streaming platform to regulate how you rolled them out so even if it was still episodic you could depict it as here's the next chunk of the story that that i think that could have worked a lot better yeah like i'm just gonna give kind of a reference to disney plus is what they kind of did with wandavision 
they released those first two really, really wacky mm. episodes with the little bits at the end kind of saying that Wanda's Westview was her utopia that she was controlling. How she was just kind of editing out all of the stuff she didn't want to hear. And then episode three being a little more clarifying and then up finally revealing all of the crap that's going on outside of Westview in episode four. Like just having laid a groundwork and then added up onto the plot line instead of just dragging it out could have definitely helped the, just kind of helped it flow better. My note in here actually says, with the news of four seasons and ten episodes, it, it makes the pacing completely jacked up. We don't need to do all these damn time jumps. Like, if you're going to tell that story, you could have done it, whether you do it like that way, episodic, five-week jumps, five, five here, change the actors, and you could have done that. But if you're telling me this is going to be 40 episodes of essentially covering, what is it, 172 years? Yo, you already just jumped. Well, damn near 30 in the ones that we've seen, right? It's not even that. It's kind of just, yeah, you've got about 30 years. Or I, think it two, I don't remember, but like, this is just lot. the dance of the dragon. This is just a one period thing in Westeros history. They're kind of trying to pull from the thing a female lead so they can just kind of give a Daenerys kind of deja vu. Mm-hmm. But like, I remember seeing this thing on Instagram that was like the producer, the showrunner, or someone of part of the show was like, House of the Dragon, once we're finished telling the story of the Dance of the Dragon, which is what this chapter is called, like, we could go on to going back to Aegon, like, the original Aegon the Conquester and all of that. Like, they, again, that book is chock full of a bunch of different stories that they just want to milk out. There's no way they can go backwards after doing this. Like, that would be the end for me, for sure. Like, oh no, yeah, we're going to go back and tell Aegon's story now. They too, wanted you know, to do that, they just started from the beginning. Yeah, if they uh, wanted to do that, they should have started from the beginning and then went, because you could have started with Aegon's conquest and then built up to Rhaenyra, because this is called the Dance of the Dragons, because, like, oh, I can't say that, but eventually, you know, anyone who's watched the original show or read the original book series knows that there weren't dragons again until Daenerys. She was the mother of dragons, and since dragons are the big thing they're kind of milking, going in this historical direction, you're not going to have a lot more of that left. All right, let's get into this then. Episode seven is the drift mark. Um, and I'm going to kind of go through this one because we have a shot clock and two. Um, like I think just going it by like the major plot points as opposed to kind of seeing the scene kind of makes it a little bit better. Um, we open with the, fr- the funeral of Princess Lena. Is that right? Is it Lena? Yes. Okay. Princess Lena, uh, who committed dragon side at the end of the last episode. Um, and the Valerians put their people out to sea when they die, you know, so they got her in her crypt and they put her out to sea. And then, you know, we shift to the funeral and my, my note says this, the funeral happenings. Um, Lord Corliss is out there making sure that like, hey, you know, you're going to be, you know, he speaks to was it Luke is the oldest one. You're going to be, um, you know, the king, you know, the prince of, of Driftmark, you know, that's what's going to happen. You are, you know, a Valerian. That's what's going to happen. Uh, we get the googly eyes between uncle and niece. We'll leave that at that. And then we also get the reveal that Otto Hightower yeah. is the hand of the king um, after uh, Lord Larry Strong killed his pitted <laughs> man. He, he was all like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as you didn't know, it's right Damn here. Man. We didn't change the actor at all. Yeah. And then Prince Lenore is distraught. 
that he is, uh, you know, his sister has died, um, and really tries to go out to see and kill himself, I believe. And his boo, so Carl, Carl has to go out and save him. Um, you know, so he doesn't go out and kill himself in the ocean. All right. So the episode meanders back and forth, and we'll get to some of the plot points. The first one up being uh, Princess Raina and uh, Lord Corliss's loss of their daughter. And um, Lord Corliss doesn't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fair because he doesn't. Like, he's like, look, it's more important that the name lives on. And, you know, she's gone, but it's really more important that the name moves on. And, you know, once I'm gone, this little bastard essentially is going to become the Prince of Driftmark. And he's got my name. That's more important than anything else that's going on. Whereas yeah. that's not a great conversation for his wife because she really calls him out. Like, you just don't care that we just lost our kid. And you put her in that situation that this was not possibly going to happen. You got something, uh, Grand Maester. So that what that was the deal, right? They 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 kept the Valerian name until they ascended the the throne, but yes. they could be the they could rule Driftmark as Valerian J. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's why they gave it to Lucerus as the eldest child. Lucerus should have inherited it. He could have been Prince of Driftmark and mm. King of the Seven Kingdoms, and then but he wanted to keep the name. So when Lucerus would have ascended the throne, he would have become a Targaryen. Mm. But he wanted the name, so that's why it went to Uh Our second major plot point that came out of this: um, Prince Amon steals uh, Vagar the dragon uh, after his, you know, their mom has died. He goes out there. He's always wanted a dragon. He somehow doesn't get burnt to a crisp and gets this dragon to uh, ride it, and he does that. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm the dragon rider now." You know, I don't know what you would drop to say that you're a dragon rider, and then we get a full on adolescent fight here, <laughs> like of you know him punching girls, them kicking the shit out of him for a second, him hulking up, and you know, and then we wind up, you know, the youngest one was who was that Luke winds up taking a knife and yanking his yeah. eye out, you know, and cutting it straight out. Uh, just a, a pretty not a vicious mm-hmm. scene, but like kind of you know, kind of a wild scene there, Grand Maester. What's happening going with this? Yeah, I mean, if I recall correctly, like, Eamon was the odd kid out, right? And yeah, he's when they were all teens. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, he's going into the next episode where we see everyone's kind of ready to reconcile, except for him. So for he's him. still upset about that period. And you know, I think not he having has a dragon point. was. I yeah. think he has a point. But, yeah, <laughs> but they also made like a point of him like not having a dragon, and he, you know, that was sort of defining for him. And he, mm-hmm. and so he got his, I guess, except it cost him. Yes, a whole eye. And you know, and at coming out of that, we'll get to the other part. You know, he tells him he was like, "It's worth more than this eye. Like we just got this mm-hmm. dragon for our family. Yeah. You know, an eye was an eye. We just got the, the largest dragon in the freaking." Of all the dragons, we got this one on our side now, so whatever. Um, so yeah. So he gets his lie cut out, and then this leads to a confrontation, and I think this is the throne room. Um, with all the kids pulling a <laughs> my note said, You see, what had happened was um he rode a dragon, uh, and all of them lying on each other about who did what and all that. And the king seeks the truth, you know. He asked Amon first, and he's like, Oh and then he goes to Aegon, he's like, um, you know, about the rumor about, you know, who told you this lie about them, you know, being bastards. And, and Aegon's like, 
nigga, look, like, what's wrong with you? Can't you see it? Like, why? And they're like, why? I'm like, like, oh my god. I think Aegon is actually becoming my favorite character in this thing, by the way, because he's just awful. Um, what? Oh he's my god. awful. Yeah. So yeah. So everyone, that, it's the older one. Yes, the older one. He's Joffrey. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. He's just awful, but you know why not? Okay, so my note oh, in here Joffrey. says, why do y'all think Viserys is choosing to ignore this with something that's just so visibly obvious? Why Why is he choosing to ignore this? What are y'all's thoughts? What's the value of acknowledging it? That's fair. What does he gain by acknowledging it? The only thing he would gain really by acknowledging it would be putting Aegon on the throne because even though Rhaenyra is a true blood Targaryen, if her heirs are illegitimate, it weakens her claim, even though she eventually does end up having kids with Damon, who could have ascended. But probably if, oh, these are the legitimate kids, and these are the illegitimate kids, and those kids would have ended up fighting each other instead of the other mm. ones fighting each other. Like, if he acknowledged the fact that those kids were illegitimate, it could have led to mm. some really, really bad crap, which him, by him just kind of ignoring it, also led to really, really bad crap. And that also just kind of goes to point out the double standard, like, if Prince Aegon had had a bunch of bastard kids that he wanted legitimized and he could put him on the throne because he was a dude and he was allowed to have illegitimate kids, he could have done it, but Rhaenyra can't. Yeah, and even though when he, when Viserys uh, made her the heir, it seemed like expedience and you kind of had the feeling that it would be undone at a moment of convenience, but for as much as he's just kind of been weak in a lot of regards, this is kind of the one thing they've depicted him as mm-hmm. sticking with. Like, he is insistent that she is her heir. And I think that's what it comes down to is like his, and, and it probably also tied into his, the, the prince who was promised that we know we're not going to get, um, you know, that he's associated with her. So I think that's, that's, I mean, that's, this is like the one stand he was willing to make. I as as way I see it. He wants to keep the peace. For sure, you know he is the king mm-hmm. of peace, and he can't keep peace in his own family. And I think that mm-hmm. part has gotten to him. Like, you know, I, I can can rule the kingdom in peace, but I can't rule this freaking uh, castle and bedroom here in peace. And you know, and this blows up in his face completely. And this is where you know, when I said to Lady Dragonstone when we were watching it, like, this is the problem because he never squashed it, and it just kept going and going. Yeah. As the king, he should have been able to squash it maybe have to take some people out or do whatever to them and he doesn't and his wife completely cucks him here you know he's like you know what um that was your son he had his eye cut out like you need to do something about it he's like no we're good you know go to bed we're we're fine here and she's like no nah, son like that ain't gonna be it and you know she's like sir Kristen, go take that little nigga's eye like i want his eye it's an eye for an eye situation and sir Kristen was gonna do it and, like, the lead freaking dude of the Gold Coast, he didn't even try to stop him. Like, he was just kind of, like, looking at him. Like, uh, like why wouldn't the leader of the Gold Coast even stop him from even considering doing that? Well, Kristen didn't do it. He said, he like, tried, he, said, I'm gonna... he did it. No, he didn't. He went and he said, like, I'm sworn to you, you yeah. Grace, but I'm not going to go essentially and take out a little oh, kid. I thought that's eye. what he meant. Like, yeah, he was no, to her no. that he would do it. He said, I'm your sworn protector. Which I'm not means... your sworn. Go I protect you, yeah, yeah, but I'm not your sworn. I'm not your your spirit of vengeance to go <laughs> put the penance there on people. Yeah, but, but, but this this was one. Of, this this part was annoying to me because this was just a rehash of of Cersei yeah. and the wolves, mm-hmm. except Robert. That's what I know, said. Viserys <laughs> didn't cave. 
Yeah. And that's the that's this is just one of the things that perpetually bothers me about this show is it's just there's no it's a rehash. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, we get a little bit of this again because you know, we're we're both we're all mother you know, we're both mothers here. Mm -hmm. I mean this yeah. is like this the Cersei and and uh uh I can't even remember her name, Mama Stark. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. Like yeah, Caitlin, this is just Cersei and Caitlin. We're you know, we're mothers, you know, we can have that in common, whatever. It just it the, it just always comes off as derivative to me. Yeah. Listen to Allison into an absolute rage when her uh husband doesn't decide to do something. Mm -hmm. So she grabs his Valerian steel dagger and heads towards the kid and Renera gets in front of her and stops her. And it's basically like, look, now everybody gets to see who you are now. This is who you are. Yeah. You know, and her speech is basically, you know, I've been screwing this old man. For all these years, you've been getting all this foreign dick. I'm really upset by this. This is a problem. And, you know, she, you know, tries to do it. And everybody sees her, you know, kind of lose it like that. And, you know, which I thought was actually kind of. I liked it. <laughs> well, no, the fact that it, it, we don't get a chance to see that switch is zero to 60. Is this dutiful person for the most part following the orders or whatever? Yeah, now, of course, our kid has gotten into trouble or whatever. And like every parent, you know, is going to defend their kid. But we don't really get a chance to see that slow build. It was yeah. just, hey, this happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Allison's, Allison was done a disservice in the character switch because I think you can draw a more clear line between Renera's characters in the two depictions. Yeah. Where Allison, the, basically, the last scene we get is this this laboriously explained scene where green means war yeah. and then we get the new character who's apparently at war and is completely different and you don't you don't have the same kind of through line yeah. and so i think allison is not as good in the second half because i don't think they did as good a job of connecting it to you know this this person who was they were you know they were best friends and they yeah, had a relationship like and she was reluctantly put in this role and it's not the same character we're seeing here and we don't we didn't get to see that fall. I agree, and I think the reason you don't get to see it is because of the freaking ten year time jump. Like it's portray portrayed in the books because do. you don't get that time jump. You get to see the history of when Rhaenyra gets married, of when she has the first kid, and the suspicion starts arising because he looks too much like Harwin Strong. You get to see all of that build up and spying and all of that kind of stuff. You get to see that in the books. It's not really as interesting as the stuff that they are portraying, but you do get to see it. So you get to kind of see her downward spiral in that kind of jealousy and resentment that she holds to her. And the, I really did like the speech where she came out with her with the knife. I thought that was brilliantly acted on both sides. That was really, really, really good. And what I kind of thought was like what she said, I think was like, like, where is duty? Where is honor? Where is sacrifice? I gave up my, like, girlhood dreams of marrying this, like, super Kristen Cole original whatever thing in my head because I had to marry the old, old dad. Yeah. And, like, I have given up everything. I've given up my sanity, my body. my I've sacrificed everything. And yet you get to run around rampant and free. And she's jealous of her. And she's jealous that she's getting away with it. All right. Yes, I... Sorry. Going to the next scene, um, I called it. There's another sequence where they keep throwing this dagger in her face. Like, in case you didn't know it, <laughs> this is the dagger that was used on, on Bran. Yeah. And I swear there's one scene where they show it like they silhouetted against the firelight. It's got like a, a rounded tip 
I'm like, yeah. I think y'all used the wrong prop for that yeah, scene. They ended they ended the show uh episode eight on the dagger. Um mm-hmm. I this one I call is there a defects the Department of Children and Families in Westeros? So um while the kids are in there fighting, freaking Damon and uh Renaire are consummating their freaking incestuous relationship out on the beach. And, you know, all the while this is going on where these kids are getting their eyes cut out. So somebody needed to call children's services. Um, so Damon's over his issues of being able to get it up and finish uh, because he's with his niece. That's fun. All right. Um, the next thing, uh, the marriage. Uh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> all right. So they know they can't get married if uh, Prince Lenore is still alive. So they hatch this. It's a ruse. I mean, we're kind of going over it here. It's a ruse that they are going to, you know, get married. Uh, and then they have to set up this plot where Prince Lenore has to die because they can't get married if he's still alive. And so they go to this thing. It looks like Sir Carl's getting all this money from Damon. He's got his, you know, his, um, Jedi hoodie up when he goes out and visiting, telling like, Hey, you're a knight with no land. You know, there's places that you can leave to go to. You know, where that doesn't have to be, and he gives him his money, and then you see, you know, um, Sir Carl is in the throne room in Driftwood, and, you know, these two get in a fight. But, and if, especially if you're watching it only one time, there's an intercut scene where you see Damon just go in and choke some black tooth from behind, make him tap out. And was like, the first time I watched it, I was like, what? I didn't yeah. get it, you know? And I guess that goes back to the internet thing about this show. The show is shot so fucking dark. People oh, yeah, this. Yeah, this this, that, this episode in particular jumped out. Yes. I was like, here it's, we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, and again, if you watched the last season, that thing was lit with uh, a two watt light bulb, birthday candles yeah. for a four year old's <laughs> birthday. Man, it was really, really bad. Um, so this one had some of those same things. So the lighting doesn't help. So that drag off that dude. Lenore shows up to the throne room. Why are you in here? Whatever. They start to have this battle. The freaking piss boy goes and runs to get the troops. And then by the time they come back, you know, they get pull a body out of the fire pit. Prince Rain, Rainy, Rainy, is that his name? Rainy. Rainy is all because she's lost her other child, her, you know, which would be her last child, actually, I guess. And, you know, it's like, oh no, oh my God. And, you know, and that's it. And, you know, uh, Lord Corliss is upset. Like, what the hell happened? How did this happen? You know, jumping to the end of the episode, he really didn't die. They just kind of, you know, fooled everybody. He shaved off his Barack Obama dreads, and him and Sir Carl sailed off into the sea. Now, I did read somewhere that in the book, Sir Carl did kill that ass. Is that right? Yes. Okay. He did. No, I'm. I'm that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, I'm, yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. How it's kind mm-hmm. of portrayed in the books is like. They got over some disagreement or he saw him flirting with somebody else or something. We don't really know what it was. And then knives and daggers were drawn and death to Sir Lenore. The one thing I don't really recall is the fact that he's alive. I don't remember reading that at all. I mean, the plot that the rumor was like, oh, maybe Damon hired him so he could marry Rhaenyra. That was a rumor in the thing, but they're just taking rumors and making them facts here because then again it's just a historical recounting and it's not told in a first person narrative by the characters that are in there or in a third person narrative of a narrator that knows everything but so I, just- I think they're also they're trying to, to sidestep another instance of violence against gay people mm-hmm. and I think there's some subtlety to the way the story was told where it wasn't immediately obvious but you, you're right the 
the choke the random choke out was yeah. kind of the cue. There was not a second after they pulled the guy out of the fire and he's obviously disfigured and his hair is burned off. Mm. And then you see another cloaked figure without boots because they made they like showed his boots and his no hair. I'm like that's, that's Lanor. Yeah. Like there's there was just this mix of like we're going to be subtle in the story, but we're still going to give you these obvious cues. Right. But yeah, I, I, the part you didn't talk about too was like Lanor kind of had his come to Jesus in a bit where he's like, look, mm. I did you wrong. Yeah. And our mm. lives would have been so much easier if we had just taken care of business and then gone on to do whatever we wanted. We skipped that first step, <laughs> yeah. but I'm He's with it up. now. Yeah. And I, th- you know, you can imagine that perhaps in the absence of that conversation, maybe it would have been a stronger uh, effort to get Carl to just kill him, which I'm sure then Carl would have got killed somewhere down the road. But, you know, maybe you, you if you want to give them credit for more subtle storytelling, you say, okay, that conversation impacted Rhaenyra and then this was the smart way out and he gets to go, you know, he gets, he, you know, really it wasn't just, he wanted to do what it was. I, I would, I think you have to believe that Lenor kind of wanted to release from all this anyway. Like, I don't, yeah. I think he just kind of did want to go do yeah. his thing. Yeah. So it, it was an odd, it was an odd part of the story. It was clunky in parts, clever in parts, but yeah, it was as soon as they were like, Oh, it burned off all his hair. And then you see him without his bad wig and no boots. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. They also, while this is going on, there's a voiceover going on with Renera saying, you know, everybody's going to hate us for this. Once we, Hey, the shot clock up, everybody's going to hate us for this, that, you know, we're going to be kind of outcast based on whatever happens. Everybody's going to blame us for his death, all of those types of things. But intercut with that, we get the um, Valerian wedding here. Uh, or not Valerian, the, the Targaryen wedding here, where mm-hmm. they get married in blood. They're cutting hands. They got blood on the lips, blood on the head. That's you know, just unsanitary. Yeah. So culty. Yeah, speaking, you know, their little dragon language, as uh, Grand Maester Beavis has called it. But I had said this to uh, Lady Dragonstone because I had heard this on a story somewhere. Did you know that you could go and learn High Valerian? Oh, on, I'm on, sure you can. Oh, on no, on, on Duolingo, you know, that app that you can learn. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar. Learn. Yeah, yeah, you can learn High Valerian on there. And the story that I saw on the internet now, I mean, everything is true on there, according to Abe Lincoln, that some lady was like, you know, required people in her wedding party to learn some high valerian for their game of thrones wedding and i was just like oh oh yeah, that's I'm, messed up nope. uh, they must nope. have been were those were those valerians in that wedding were they yeah. Different <laughs> color yeah uh, was she marrying her uncle? oh yeah oh nice yeah i'm gonna get to that in episode <laughs> eight here very very soon and so yeah so that that's the ruse then that's it you know her him and sir carl get to go boo and do their thing on fire island or wherever they went and that was the end of, you know, that was episode seven. Thoughts? Uh, wins the week. You told me this was good. Oh, come on. I think. And I watched yeah. it. And I'm like, mm, this was uh, this was the uh, How to Train Your House of Dragon or House come of on. How to Train Your Dragon. Was it's, it's, episode it's, seven. This is a pull of cornet. It's the tallest midget. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the, you know, like it's better than the other ones. And I think, again, like I said at the beginning, it's a progressive situation. That it's actually gotten better over time. That's what I think. You know, over from the previous episode. So who wins the week? I agree. I'm going with Prince Lenor because he got to go be with his boot. Oh yeah, away from all that, and he gets to go and live his life in there. But ain't no book. It's just a show. But in the sense of like 
Lenor get into go and be free, but in the sense of who's winning the game right now, uh, I gotta, yeah. I just gotta go with my guy. I gotta say Damon again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> he got uh, to marry her. He got to consolidate his own power and get to say, "Hey, I may not be able to be king. I'm sitting on that chair, but I get to be standing beside the lady that's sitting in that chair." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, and, uh, I'll just throw out at the cannon. Eamon did get the biggest dragon in the yard, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I hate that child. Yeah, it gets worse when you get to the next one. Um, I got, I got a couple of outer notes here. There's a moment, and we saw it the second time we were watching it, that the king Viserys calls Allison his wife's name. Uh, you guys watch this twice. Yeah, I gotta watch it twice. Well, I had to watch my own to see if he it was okay it. for her. He to watched watch it on his own, and, and then, then I, I you know, it. I can. We watched know, it say, backwards. Okay. We watched eight and then seven. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, he calls her by her own name. Um. Uh. Let's see. Oh yeah, like this idea that you know, like man, uh, Otto's to his uh Allison was like, you stone cold killer now. I didn't think you had mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and that was like a, such a weird scene. He was, he was so like, proud. I've been yeah, waiting for like, you to shank a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then my other note here, and this will come up for the next episode as well. Aegon is just a drunk and he doesn't care. Like, he, like, he, <laughs> hey, you want to be king? I could care fucking less. Yeah. I, he does not want that responsibility, whether it be the responsibility or he's just perfectly fine doing whatever. He does not want to be king at all, and he's doing everything humanly possible to not make that happen, which uh, is making me one of my favorite characters. He's kind of like, can't even remember his name now anymore. Describe. Describe. I'll see if I can get it. Too many names in his freaking show. Peter Dinklage's character from the main series. Oh my god, Tyrion? Yeah, he's kind of like Tyrion. Like He's like, I don't care. I never did power. That's awful. I, I've ex- That's like my I've expunged character. this show in this whole yeah. Thing I mean, he's mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when and if you ever watch season eight or whatever the last one was, you will definitely know that. Man, we 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 almost had it all, and then it ended. So, anywho. okay. All right, so that's going to be the end of episode seven. We're going to come right back with episode 8. So it's in two parts. So part 1 is episode 7. Part 2 is episode 8. So come back if you're ready to get ready uh, to listen about a recap for one of the last three episodes of this particular show. As a producer, I'm signing off. Lady Dragon's on sign off. Adios, everyone. I'm going to look uh, up how to say um, goodbye in High Valyrian for the next please, one. Please don't. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going yeah, to. Get put on punishment. All right, uh, <laughs> go ahead and sign out, Grandma. See you here shortly. All right, bye, everybody.